Okay, first of all, it's great to be back. Great to be back. Smichas Chavar. Welcome back. So tonight's, uh, the next couple of weeks, Sugi is, is what's known as Pas Haba Bekisnin, which is a term which we cannot translate yet. I'm going to loosely translate it as dessert breads, even though that's not a literal translation, but that's as we're going to see. The most two famous in our world, our experience, examples of what it is that we're going to be talking about is number one, pizza, and number two, Mizonas rolls. Mizonas rolls. Those are the two most famous and practical examples in which we're going to be talking about this. Anybody know what a Mizonas roll is, by the way? What is a Mizonas roll? Fruit juice. Instead of water, they knead the dough with fruit juice in an attempt to create basically a cake. Um, and then they call it a Mizonas roll. I haven't really seen this here in New York. Anybody who does want to go up, please go, go help yourselves. In, in Montreal, it, it was standard to have a Mizonas bagel. They had, so when you go to a bris, instead of regular bagels, the very often the, the bagels that were out there were actually what they would call Mizonas bagels, made with this fruit juice instead of with water. And this is the big shot that we're going to adjust. Does that matter? Does that allow you to not have to wash and bench because it's a Mizonas roll, which you get? Where's the most common place you find the Mizonas roll? Airlines. The airlines. Whenever they give you your food on an airplane, it's always a Mizonas roll. It says very clearly this roll is a Mizonas roll, a Mizonas bagel, and pizza, of course, is the other famous discussion. Do you have to wash on pizza? Anybody know? What's the status? Two slices, two and a half slices. So there's a very famous, probably the most famous and common experience is on one slice, you don't wash. On two slices, maybe. you do, maybe, or three, yes. for sure. So we'll talk about this and how to figure out what's the deal with pizza. This is also going to affect Tam Tam crackers, Melba toast, um, cake, Oreo cookies. This discussion is going to be a wide-ranging discussion that will touch on a lot of different issues as far as what is known and defined as pas aba bekissen. Okay, so what I want to do is let's take a look. Tonight's class is going to be all the background. I hope we'll get through all the background. Everything's available back there if you'd like, all the background. And then in the next two classes or so, we'll get to all these practical halachas as to how does this impact the way that we live and what brachas are we supposed to make. So let's get through uh, the background first. So the first piece of background is source number one. is the mission, the beginning of Mesechah's brachas. And so what's important to note is that we're going to read through this Mishnah very quickly because it's really not our main topic. What's missing in the Mishnah is what's of note to us. Mishnah teaches us, as, I haven't really given these out yet, but you can take one, but Mishnah teaches us as follows, what bracha do you make on fruit? So if you're eating a fruit of the tree, what bracha do you make? So it's bolded right there, very nice. Well, there's an exception to the bracha of Bori Priya Eitz, and that's wine. Even though technically wine is considered the fruit of a tree, the grape which grows on a vine, its primary fruit is the wine that it produces. You should have made a bori pri ha'etz on wine, but no, wine is so special, it gets its own bracha of a bori pri ha'gafen. Very nice. Peros ha'aretz, what about things, fruits that grow out of the ground? What bracha do you make on that? So the Mishnah says, bori pri ha'dama, very nice. Except for bread. Bread pas even though technically bread should also be a bori prihadam, it comes from wheat, which comes from the ground. The primary product of the wheat, in fact, is its flour. 
that you can make into bread, so it should have also gotten a bore priha adama. But no, bread, like wine, has a special status. It's the staple of our diet, and that gets a bracha of hamotzi lechamin haaretz. What about yiraqo? So the Mishnah goes on about certain types of vegetables as a machlokas, not relevant uh, to us. The next Mishnah addresses things that get a shahako, which I didn't put on your sheet. Things that come from like live animals, like chicken, eggs, meat, all of those things get a shahako. The general explanation that's given is because of its special status, not just because it was on the mezbech. Um, no, to us as, as, as the eaters of it. Um, that's the general, but that's also true. They, do, they, were, they were used on the, on the mezbech. What's missing in the Mishnah's list of brachos? Which bracha is not here? Mizonos is not listed. The Mizonos is not listed. It's not listed anywhere in the sixth parak of Mesech's brachos. In all of the Mishnayos, which is the classic parak of Halachas of Brachos, the sixth parak of Ketzan Mevarchan of Brachos, the Mishnah does not once even make reference to the bracha of a Boreh Mineh Mizonos, which is the bracha that we know and love uh, of uh, cakes and cookies and kugels and all the good things that are going on. The, the Mishnah doesn't mention it. It's not even on the list of, of, the, of the mentioning. So it's like this odd bracha. Now the reason why it's an odd bracha is for the following reason, which is not going to become our topic. What is bread? Which is mentioned, of course, on Motsi Lechem in arts. What is bread? What are the ingredients of bread? Flour and water. And, and yeast, if you want to add yeast, generally, you know, we use in matzah is without yeast. If you put in yeast, then you have what's called chametz. But the basic ingredients are Flour and water. Now, sourdough bread, by the way, I'm, I understand, doesn't have any sugar whatsoever. It's really just flour and water and maybe a little bit of oil, but like the basics. But that's bread. In the, in the bread, if you've ever uh, hung around, if maybe some of you actually like to make bread yourself. I shouldn't say make any assumptions, but if you, if you either do make bread or have ever watched your wives make bread, what goes into bread is a little bit of flour, uh, flour, water, a little bit of oil, a little bit of sugar usually, maybe a little bit of honey, and that's our bread today. Well, what's uh, eggs, right? Flour, water, eggs, a little sugar, a little honey, that's a uh, yeast. Well, what's cake? What are the ingredients of cake? It, it's literally, it's pretty much the same thing. It's flour and water and eggs, except a little bit more sugar and maybe a little bit more oil. Now, again, in, in the days of the Gemara, they didn't put, I don't think, any sugar into their bread. It was much more like a sourdough. It was pretty much flour, water, eggs. That was their, that was their, uh, their bread. Even the eggs itself is already something. When you talk about matzah, what's pure matzah? It's just, it's just flour and water. We add eggs. So, well, what's the difference between cake and bread? Now, we know the difference, because we, like, I see it when I eat, like, this is cake and this is bread. But halachically, if the ingredients are pretty much the same, so where did this brach of mizonas come from? Where did, why, why do we have such a thing of, it's sort of like bread, but it's not quite bread. So the, the Gemara is going to introduce, is we're going to see three sources in which the, the term is coined of what we'll call loosely a dessert bread. It's not a bread that's used in the meal, but it's a bread that's used, a type of bread, after the meal as a form of dessert. Yes? What about plant-based? 
plant-based, what about it? It's plant-based bread today. There's no sugar, there's no oil, there's no flour. You mean the gluten-free? Is it, well, yeah, so then if, if there's no flour, it's not going to be in the zonus for sure. If there's no flour in it, then it's going to be a hadama. It's going to be whatever, or chocolate. Make it gluten-free. I mean, plant-based. Plant-based gluten-free. Okay, so it's a hadama. No, it's, if, you know, we're talking, I'm, I'm talking about where it's the same basic ingredient of bread. It's using a flour. Obviously, we're talking about using a flour, but I've added other things that have somehow changed from when does it get out of the status of bread and now it has this new bracha, which we're going to create, which Chazal created, called this mizonos. Um, that's not quite bread, but, but where, where exactly does it fit? So we'll take a look at three primary sources in the Gemara in which this idea is addressed. It's going to be addressed in a couple of different ways. We'll go through them quickly because this is going to set the table for everything that we are going to address. The first time that it appears, it appears in rapid su- succession on Dafmem Aleph and Dafmem Beis in Meseches Brachos. We're going to do them in order that the Gemara presented, the way that we, one who's learning the Gemara would come across these three instances. And it's what the Gemara refers to as Pas Haba Bekisnen. One other comment before we get started. We are going to define later, after we see these three sources, what Pasaba Bekisnin means. We're going to see three different approaches in the Rishonim, how to define this dessert bread. I'm defining it broadly now as dessert bread. We're going to get into later, in the back half of the year, three definitive de- de- definitions of what exactly it is. But right now we'll just call it loosely a dessert type bread. Some type of flour, water, pastry, or dessert food that's not quite bread because it's used in a dessert manner. So far so good? Let's take a look at the three uh, sources. Source number one, or really source number two on your sheet, first of the three references is the Gemara's father. The Gemara quotes the opinion of Rav Sheshas. This is in a bigger context, which is not relevant to us. The context of the Gemara is do you make a bracha on fruit that you eat during a meal? That's the context of the first source that we're going to learn in the sense of why would you make a bracha on fruit? Remember, very important, this comes up all the time in, 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 uh, in brachas, halachas, which is the reason why when you wash, why do you not need to make a bracha on other foods after you wash? What's the mechanism that when I wash and make a hamotzi, how come I don't have to make any other brachas on my meal? More than that, it's more schashiv, and therefore... It, more than that, what's the halachic mechanism? Part of the meal. Part of the meal. What's that called? What's that called? There's a halachic mechanism. It's called Iker Vitafel. Iker means primary and Tafel means secondary. Whenever you have a primary food and a secondary food, you only have to make a bracha on the primary food and it covers the secondary food, which is enhancing the primary food. So, for example, have you ever made a shahakol on an Oreo cookie on the cream inside of the cookie? Why not? It's cream. You should make a shakal on the cream. No, because the ikker is the cookie, and the cream is enhancing it. So it's completely subsumed under the bracha. Cereal and milk. I only make a bracha on the cereal. I don't have to make a bracha on the milk. Because the milk is enhancing and secondary to the primary food, which is the cereal. Therefore, I only make one bracha. Same thing on pizza. I make a mizonos on the pizza. I'm assuming I'm only taking one bite. We'll get to that later. But technically speaking, what else is on the pizza? Sauce and cheese. Those are, if I eat plain cheese, what bracha do I make on that? Have you ever made a shahakal on pizza on the cheese on the pizza? Why not? Because it's a single food, and the primary component of the food is the dough, and therefore everything else becomes subsumed under that, and I only make a bracha on that. There are numerous examples in which you, you don't even think of, but it, because it happens all, every food we eat, uh, most foods we eat have this component, 
There's a primary component, there are many secondary ingredients, and I only make a bracha on the primary. It's a complicated, sometimes there are two brachas, it's complicated, but that's the basics of it. Same thing, right? The blueberries are enhancing the cereal, I don't have to make a separate bracha on the blueberries. Same. What's that? If you eat the blueberries separate before you put them in, once, you know, because then I'm eating a blueberry, but once the blueberry goes into the cereal and now I'm taking it up in my spoon, now the blueberry becomes tuffel to the cereal. It's a separate item. It's completely separate. So it depends, it gets things which can become big enough that you, but you would never go into your cereal to pick out a blueberry, right? Now you, you pick out a bowl and there's a blueberry, that's what that will define. If it would be the type of food that would be big enough that you would go in and grab a a potato, let's say from a cholent, there's a big enough piece of potato that you would just eat it. Then, if, then that this sugi is a complicated sugi, and when, it's not ours tonight. So I don't want to get anywhere. Anyway, all of this is to say, when you wash on a piece of bread, what's the primary food? Bread. Everything else is secondary to the bread. Remember, in the days of old, how did they eat? What was their meal? It was bread. We spoke about this a lot in the last topic that we did, right? Everything else was smeared or eaten together with a piece of bread. We don't really eat that way anymore, but the concept is the same. Once you wash, the bread becomes the primary food and everything else is secondary to it. Therefore, the Gemara says the halacha. If you eat a food that is not a meal-type food, it's not part of the bread meal, so then the bracha of the hamotzi doesn't cover it because the hamotzi only covers foods which are enhancing or secondary to... The bread, if I'm eating a food that's not relevant to the bread, so then the bread doesn't cover it because it's not secondary, it's not enhancing the bread, it's a separate type meal, separate type food. So the Gemara has a concept called desserts, which we'll have to talk about, one of the things we're going to get to. The starting point is a fruit. The Gemara has a discussion of a fruit, is a fruit considered part of the bread type meal or is it something... It's not eaten with the bread. It's a separate type of uh, a separate type of uh, food. So the Gemara presents an opinion of Rav Sheshas. Again, which is not our sugi, but this is going to lead us into our sugi. In source number two, Rav Sheshas says that unin bracha bein lifnei and bein lachareim. That fruit, which is the topic that he's discussing, if you eat it during a meal, would require its own bracha both before eating the fruit and even after. Meaning, it's not even covered by the benching that you do. It's its own. Total food separate from, from, the, uh, from the meal. Why is this relevant? Then he says, and this is where it's relevant to us, there is no type of food that would require a bracha before you eat it, and not a bracha after. This idea of our sugi, is the only food which requires a bracha before you eat it, but not after. Trivia question. What does it mean it would require a bracha before but not after? It would require a bracha before because since it's a dessert bread, it's not covered by the original hamotzi that you made. Why does it not need a bracha after? Because when you bench on the bread, it will cover this too. So that we're introduced, I'm not saying this lahalacha yet because this is one of several opinions, but the concept is what we need right now. That there's a concept of a dessert bread, which Rav Shesha says if you ate it at the end, sort of during your meal, you need to make a bracha on it. Because it was not covered, it's not part of the bread meal. But you don't need to bench separately 
because it is, after all, a, a bread-type food. So the benching afterwards will cover it, but the original hamoti that you made does not cover it. Why do I make a moti before a meal? Because you're about I have to eat to bread. Make a on everything I'm eating. <laughs> if you make a moti, you're making a bracha on bread. No, I'm making a moti on bread for the whole meal I'm eating. Correct. Because everything in the meal is secondary to the bread. But if you eat something that's not considered secondary to bread, it's not eaten with bread. Then it's not secondary to the bread. Well, I'm I'm the I know. So you're you're confusing the way that we eat meals today with with the way that the halacha was set up. Yeah, I know. Because today we eat bread, and then you don't have another piece of bread the entire meal. You'll have your chicken and your potatoes and your kugels. No, so, and if there's bread, I'll still eat it. Correct. And that that means that everything is part of that. Would you eat a piece of fruit, an apple, in the middle of that meal? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we eat it at the end. No one serves, I'll give you another example. Does anybody serve, have you ever had a candy that's served in the middle of meal, but not for dessert, just in the middle of like, you put up the cholens, and you put up the kogo, and the salad, and candy. Yeah, it's on the table. It's not on the table. It's not. That's not not how we eat. No, yes it is. No, it's not. What are you talking about? That's not how we eat. Yes. Okay. You've had ice cream in the middle. That's not how we eat. It's it's like a separate meal. It's a dessert. It's after the... You have the soup, the ice cream, and then the chill. Right. Right. Harvest ice cream, then the chill. No, it's not a separate meal. The only thing is that we don't treat bread as we take a little mozi and that's the end of it. Correct. We're going to do this, the, the, the main thing. Exactly. So, so the Gemara introduces the concept that this dessert-type bread, this dessert-type bread would, according to Rav Sheshis, I'm not saying this halacha, but we will see this come up, halacha, you would have to make a bracha if you had whatever we'll define pasabah bekistinin as, some type of dessert cake, if you ate it after washing for bread, just like if you had wine. What's the halacha if you wash on bread and then you drink wine? You have to make a bread beer goffin. It's not covered by the hamotzi. It's your own food. No, I don't believe so. It's specific to wine. It's specific to wine. So just like you'd have to make a bracha on wine, even though I washed, okay, but you have to make a bracha on wine. If you had cakes, says Rav Sheshes, whatever will define Pasabah B'Kisnin, you would have to make a new bracha on that because it's not part of, uh, not part of the meal. You could use it as a, a loose definition uh, you could show, almost think like this, would you eat tuna fish together with whatever the product that we're talking about? Meaning like a cracker, certain types of crackers, yes. Cake, how much sugar do you need to like, that's, I wouldn't, you know, that's not eaten together. This is, that's separate. This is like, it's become so sweet. It's something, something that we'll get, we'll get back to that definition. Anyways, we got to move on. That's source number one. That there's a concept that it's not part of the meal and would it even require its own bracha beforehand. Source number three. Source number three, we're going to talk about benching now. Rav Huna was achal tlesar rifte b'nei tlasa tlasa b'kaba. He ate a significant amount of these types of loaves. We'll call them some type of cake. Again, we haven't really defined it. The Gemara says it was a very significant amount. Velo and he didn't bench. Even though he had a, a large amount of this pasa b'kisnen, Rashi tells us what we're talking about, and he never benched afterwards. So Amalei Rav Nachman, Adei Kafna, Rav Nachman said to him, what are you doing? You're eating this for your meal. Sure, um, this fresco would be great. You're eating this as your meal. This isn't dessert. Look at how much you ate. There's an exorbitant amount that you just ate. How could you not bench? 
Ella, so Rav Nachman explains the halacha, kol she'acherim kovim alav su'uda. Sure. Yeah. Any, um, any amount that others would be koveya a su'uda on it, that others would establish the amount that they're eating as a meal, tzarech levarch, you have to bench on it. This is going to be one of the most important sources that we're going to have. The Gemara presents a story in which somebody was eating a lot of dessert, but it was like a cake, and he didn't bench. And Rav Nachman comes and says, if you eat the amount that others would establish a meal on, then you have to bench. That's where the pizza situation is going to come and many other discussions. So we don't define it based on the person who's eating, whether or not he established a meal. We base it on, did you eat the amount that a normal person would establish a meal based on this? If you eat the amount that acherim kovin alav su'uda, that others establish a meal based on this amount, you have to bench. So this is gonna, this is gonna be, again, this is where tonight's gonna be the setup. Next week, Mirza Hashem will go through the details of how do we figure this out. That's gonna be a major, major discussion. But we have your source number two in Pasavavi Kisnin. Now when it comes to benching, when it comes to benching, if you ate the amount that others establish it as a meal, you have to bench on that. This is, of course, going to be the major source of pizza. We'll use pizza as our example just to hammer this point home in which the idea of one piece versus two pieces, three pieces. Like, why do we care? We care because of this line of the Gemara that if you eat the amount that others generally would eat it as a meal, then you have to bench. So we'll, we'll just for this one point, the reason why pizza is a great classic discussion of that is one slice, again, we're not talking about individual people. One slice is a gel, I'm grabbing it to go, it's a little bit of a snack. Two slices is already, is already a meal. That's where that concept comes from. We'll see how we apply that. But that's the basic idea behind that. Can we transfer something from a quick snack on the go into the amount that others generally would sit down and consider it a meal. And we're not talking about individuals. We're not talking about a high school kid who says like, I eat four slices every time I sit down. We're talking about, there's this general understanding of what's considered a normal meal. Okay, that's source number two. Yes, we're gonna get to that as well. We're gonna get to that as well, hopefully even tonight. So in other words, because when you sit down, so you have to say to yourself, well, what's in front of me? If the amount that's in front of me that I'm planning on eating is not that amount that's considered a meal, which we're leaving undefined right now, but it's less than that, then what bracha should I make on this? Amazonas. Okay, what if I ate it and I decide I want more? And the amount that I want more of will push me into the level that is considered what others would make a meal out of. Now what do I do? So now that's where, that's where our discussion is, uh, that's where our discussion will come tonight as well. Excellent. Okay, that's, but that's source number two. Let's get to source, our third source, which is source number four on your sheet, um, which has to do with the bracha, the, the bracha beforehand. In other words, the, that, this last source had to do with benching. How much do I need to eat to bench? If I'm koveya suda, that others establish a meal on it. So this last source is a little bit longer. Rav Yehuda, have a Rav Yehuda He was establishing, getting ready for the wedding. So they brought before him this pasaba bekisin, which we're loosely translating as a some type of dessert bread. They brought it before him. 
Kiyasa. So when it came, Shaminu to come Hamotzi. He made what bracha did he make on it? He made Hamotzi. So they said to him, my tzitzi did kashem, and they were playing on words. He said hamotzi, like your tzitzi, like what, what is that that I hear? Did I just hear you make a hamotzi? They said to him, they, they brought out some cake in front of him and he made a hamotzi on it. And so everybody starts to what? Did, did I just hear you make a hamotzi on a piece of cake? Dilma hamotzi lecha min aratz did you just make a hamotzi? in. He said, yeah, yeah, of course I did. I just made a hamotzi. They brought me this piece of cake. And I made a hamotzi on it. The Tanya says, I have a source, I have a proof. Rabbi Muna, Amar Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, I have a statement from Rabbi Muna in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Pas hamotzi. That's what he said straight out on this concept of Pas and this dessert bread, a piece of cake, you make a hamotzi on it. And Shmuel says, that's the halacha. That's what you're supposed to do. So that's what I did. I, I made a hamotzi on a piece of cake. What are you talking about? I thought we learned that the halacha was not like Rabbi Muna. Rabbi Muna said to make a hamotzi on a piece of cake. He says, and I have Shmuel told me that that's the halacha. So they said to him the base medrash, I thought the halacha is not like Rabbi Muna. You're not supposed to make a hamotzi on a piece of cake. So he says back to them, But you're the one who told me that these concepts called lachmanus, which is a little separate discussion, that there is such a concept that on these lachmanius, you do, you can make an Erev Tchumen, an Erev Tavshil, and you can use it for bread. Umivarchen ale Erev Chatseris, umivarchen ale Amotzi. So he says, shiny hasam de kava se alayhu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's different over there. You're koveya suuda. If you're koveya suuda on it, then you have to make a hamotzi. Aval hecha de lo kava But if you're not being koveya suuda, no. So we see the koveya suuda on both ends. Before you sit down to make a bracha, how do you determine what bracha to make? If you're koveya suda on it, you make hamotzi. If you're not koveya suda, you're not establishing a meal, then it could be a mizonus. And at the end of the meal, what do we look at? How much did you eat? If you ate enough that others establish it as a meal, you have to bench. If you did not eat enough that others establish it as a meal, they don't have to bench. We, te- technically, yes. Technically, which is true by bread also, if you don't eat enough bread. Really? Yeah. In other words, if you don't eat a kazayis of bread, then you'd have to have washed beforehand, but you don't bench because you didn't have a kazayis of bread. So if you didn't have a mind in suda, you only eat one piece. I said, you know, I'm really hungry. I can eat a second piece. What are you going to do? Yes. Yeah. All of, we're setting up all of the different aspects. So, so what we set up so far is that there's a concept called the dessert bread, which has a similar ingredients to bread, but it's clearly something else. It's not brought... Machmas hasud. It's not brought it like for the purpose of the meal. So much so that we have an opinion so far that said you'd have to make its own mizonas on in the middle of a meal. You'd have to make a bracha on it, a bracha on cake in the middle of the meal. Already washed. Such an opinion. We'll see how that's going to come up in Allah, But there's such an opinion, and that we establish what are the basic criteria for determining how to handle this type of cake food. Am I koveya suuda on it? If I'm establishing it as a meal, then I have to make a hamotzi. And if I ate the amount that others would make a meal out of it, then after the meal I have to bench. Which leads us, of course, to the very next major question, which is, what is this food we're talking about? What is pas haba that has all of these characteristics, these traits of where you koveya suuda, where you're not koveya suuda? Excellent. We're going to do that. That's a big question. 
In other words, tonight we're signing up. That's going to be the major topic of of how much do I have to eat? How much do I have to eat? Okay, so let's take a look at the three major um, the three major opinions as to define what it is that we are talking about. Let's start with the Rambam. The Rambam writes as follows. He starts with a halacha that's not relevant to us, but he's going to go right into one that is a source number five. Source number five on your sheet. Isa Shenefis Bekarka. There was apparently a type of dough that they would uh, bake on, uh, on the ground or over the ground on the hot earth. Like the, the Arabs that live in the desert, they would bake their bread in some form or whatever it was. Since it does not have the shape or the form of bread, it doesn't look like bread in any way. So this is an important concept which we're also going to get back to uh, in, in a few moments even. Something which has no appearance of bread. It can't be the pizza because pizza looks like bread. Something which has no appearance of bread, it doesn't look like bread. I don't, it, that also looks like bread. Like something like, in our world, noodles, for example. Noodles, which, what are the ingredients of a noodle, by the way? Flour. It's the same thing, right? It's flour and water and eggs. So why don't you have to wash and make a hamotzi on a noodle? Same ingredients as bread. So, so a noodle has no appearance like bread. It's cooked in a completely different way. It's cooked in water as opposed to being great. And therefore, when it comes out, it has no appearance. Like, it doesn't look like, or it has no, nothing that has any resemblance to bread. And therefore, that's going to be in its own category of something which is made out of flour and water and eggs, but has no appearance of bread. Bagels are cooked and baked. Bagels are cooked and baked. Bagels are both. So something which is totally and exclusively cooked will have this concept of having no appearance like, it doesn't look like bread. And therefore the Rambam writes, it has the bracha of mizonos. And I'll add, at this point, something like that, no matter how much you eat of something that has no appearance of bread, because it was cooked, will never get a hamotzi. Our entire discussion is where it has to have on some level some form of uh, a tzura sapas. It looks in some way like, uh, looks like bread. So the Rambam starts with this, whatever it was that they made in the desert, I don't know what it was, but he writes it doesn't have any appearance of bread, and therefore it's always going to be a borimine mizonos. Uh, the truth is, I, I, I misspoke, because the Rambam, I, I will discuss noodles separately, because whatever the Rambam's talking about, um, uh, whatever the Rambam is talking about, if you set your meal on it, you would make a hamotzi. So not, not like noodles. Noodles are, which are cooked. As a, I, I confuse two things. We'll leave that aside. We'll get back and clarify in a moment. Yeah, except I don't know why he wouldn't say you would. I guess what, it was the... Um, they, they made it as a snack. Right. They, just, they must have eaten in small amounts as a snack. And if you ate enough of it, you would make a hamotzi. Is whatever exactly he's talking about. What's relevant to us, the next line, v'chein, middle of the second line, v'chein isa, similarly a dough, shelosha bidvash, o b'shemen, that was kneaded with honey, or with oil, o b'chalav, or with milk, o she'ira b'mine tavlin, where you mixed a lot of spices into it, v'afa, and then you baked it, he hanikres pas haba b'kisne. That is what is called... Pas haba b'kisnin. 
So according to the Rambam's definition, what is this type of food that we've been discussing? It's a dough that when you kneaded the dough, instead of just using flour and water, you added in sugar, honey, oil, milk, spices into the dough, and you baked that. And that's the definition of pas haba bikisin. In our modern day, that's... What, yeah, what would we call that today? Banana bread. Banana bread. Candy bread. What else? Cake. Right? This is cake. What is cake? Cake is where the dough itself, you kneaded into the dough all of the sugar and honey and oils and all of those things created this, a type of dough that is kneaded with all of these extraneous things, which creates a dessert as opposed to... Bread, bab, all of those things. Okay, we're gonna get. Let's get to the three definitions, and then we'll, you'll see that this will cover amongst the three of them almost all of the different types of things. It says the Rambam. So therefore, afal pishu pas, even though it's like bread, and your zucchini bread and banana bread are like it, it, it almost looks like bread, but it's it's banana bread, it's zucchini bread. It's like it's not real bread. It's got all these other things in it. So even though it's like bread, therefore the Rambam says, you make them, as the Gemara says, and then he adds, importantly, based on the Gemara, but if you are establishing your meal based on this, then you have to make a amotzi. So rice is not, it's not out of a major flour. It's not one of the grains of flour. That would always be a mazonis or a shahakali. Yeah, never can get beyond that because rice is not one of the grains that would have a mazonis. So according to the Rambam, you take all of these cakes, your regular banana cake, your carrot cake, your zucchini bread, all of those things are pasababa kisnin because the dough is kneaded with all of these other things. If you're eating it as a snack, what bracha would you make? Mazonis. If you're eating it as a meal, you're being koveya su'uda, then you'd have to make a hamotzi. Now again, the question which we're not fully answering, but how much is enough to make it into a meal? I could say I've been to a kiddush, I've seen people eat enough. That should be considered a meal. Which means that if you're, if you're literally at a kiddush and you're eating the amount of cake that, would, that others would use as their meal, what should be the halacha, clear-cut halacha? Wash and bench. Yeah, you would wash and make a hamotzi on a piece of banana, ch- uh, banana bread or cake. But it has that flour with it. Of course, yeah. And as a cake that has flour, has if you were to eat flour. enough to, to establish a meal, you would have to, you'd have to wash and bench. So, yes? So, so a, Danish, a Danish a cup of coffee in the morning. A Danish, hold off on. We're going to get that in a second. Hold off on a Danish. <laughs> but Danish, the Danish is, would also be, even without the filling, would also be within this. Yes, Danish and a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. Mike, you think you're just quickly grabbing a mizonos? It depends on, are you eating enough to establish it as a meal? Maybe it should be our Right, so bracha lefonel is subjective. Subjective? Yes. Bracha is objective. Yeah. Because it's based on what you eat. Correct. Based on, if you ate right. enough that yeah. others would have eaten, then you're going to have to bench. Yeah, okay. So then you're going to have to bench. One subjective deal is so they're gonna. We'll see. They'll combine a little bit as we get to the, uh, through all of this. But yeah. But in other words, uh, but we're uh, a little bit. Yes. We're gonna even still tonight. We'll, the, uh, we'll, we'll, yes. Let's keep going. There's like a lot. There's a lot to do in this. Source. Now that's number one. So the Rambam defines it as what did you put in the dough? Did you make the dough sugary, spiced, 
Did you make it with milk? Did you make it with all these oils? If you made the dough in such a manner, that puts it into the category of pasaba bekissin. And the tour um, has a different definition in source number six. Pasaba bekissin in the sugi of pasaba who pas sheasui kimin kisnin. So he takes the word kisnin very literally. Kiss is a pocket. So the Torah understands the phrase pas haba bekisnin to mean pas that comes with pockets. What does it mean, bread with pockets? So they used to make pita, uh, crepes, things like that, and they would stuff it with all sorts of things. Not with the bread, with the fillings. If you stuffed it with meat and chili, it would be something else. Hold off on that. Wait, 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 wait. that's a good point, but not yet. Shasukim and kissin, Malayan sukra, filled with sugar, shkedim, nuts, egozim, walnuts, umine tavlin. So in other words, it's a dessert food that you make with pockets, and you fill the pockets with all of your dessert fillings. In our modern day terminology, this would be most analogous to uh, a pie. Sufkaniot, where you stuff it, where there's like a pocket inside, and it's filled with... All, and the sufganiyot is a good example because the dough sometimes is extra special sugar, but some sufganiyot, the dough is not so different from bread. It's just, what do we put in the middle? You put all of the cream and filling and all the other stuff. That's what pasabah bekissin is when you have pockets filled with all of these other uh, items. So the tour takes the same halach of the Gemara. He's just talking about a different type of food. You make a mezonos and you make a alamichya. However, but if you ate so much of this, uh, like apple turnover or whatever those, you know, all these different things that are stuffed with things in the middle, and you ate enough of it that others would establish a meal on it, then, even though you're not full or satiated, meaning again, I don't care that you're not satiated, if you ate the amount that others objectively would say, this is a meal already, we'll have to define again how much that is, then you eating the apple turnover or the crap that's filled with whatever would have to make a, a mozi before and bench after. Because if, you, if you're going to sit down and eat that amount. Okay, that's going to be, that's going to be the right way with that. Now, just to Shlomo's comment, if it was filled with meat, then you would wash and bench right away. Because again, he's talking about a bread outside that's filled with crepla, that's filled with sugar. But if it was a bread outside filled with a meal food, then there's no question you would wash and bench. Now again, remember, our crepla, I just wanted to distinguish again, remember, we bake with a lot of sugar. So even our dough is, a little, is not quite the traditional dough. But if you took a regular bread dough, if a woman in their kitchen on Friday is making a dish and she takes literally regular dough that you would make into bread and she fill, and, and fills it with a meat, there's no question that is a hamotzi and benching. It's bread. The only issue here is that what did you fill it with? Sweet stuff. You filled it with nuts and, and sugar and dessert-type foods that is confusing because it's bread, but it's not bread because it's filled with sugar. But if you were to fill it with meat, then you have a meal. This is, this is a bread meal. Potato knish is, uh, 
right. A potato condition is like, uh, would be our same type of question in terms of exactly what to do. The potato is going to be a great example because it's a dough and then it's filled with a, f- a meal type food. It's not filled with apples for like dessert. It's filled with potato. You eat it during the meal. So that's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll add it to our list of foods that we're going to have to address in a halacha lamaisa way. How do we handle uh, a potato knish is also going to be another similar, uh, <coughs> another similar example. Says the, says the tour, the third line, This is a question that a couple of you have raised. In the beginning, I only want to eat a little bit. I'm only planning on having, you know, a bite of this pie that's got this cream filling or this fruit filling or these nut filling. And so I did what I was supposed to do. I was just planning on having a little snack. So I made a mizonos. And then afterwards, And then you know how it goes, right? You have one bite, and you have another bite, and then another bite. So you made a mizonos because I was only planning on having a snack. And then by the time I finished, I, I ate beyond the amount that a normal person would establish as a meal. What do I do now? Yivarich alav givel brachas. You have to bench. You have to say the three brachas of benching. Afal hamotzi tchili. Even though you never made the hamotzi in the beginning. This is the answer to a trivia question. When do you bench without ever having washed or made a hamotzi? After the rabbis and strawberry shortcake. Correct. After the and strawberry shortcake. I was planning on having one piece. So I made a mazonos. And then I had another piece. And another piece. And then I turned around... And I just ate this amount. What do I now do? I have to bench. Now the question, which he's not addressing explicitly, which is going to be a very relevant question is, well, hold on one second, besides for what's that amount, what if it wasn't a scenario that I just painted of, I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't realizing I was just eating and eating, and before I know it, I look, I said, oh my goodness, I just ate so much, I need a bench. But what about the more common scenario, which is I go to the pizza store with the kids, and I'm like, no, I'm not really hungry. I'm just going to have a single slice. And then this kid left over half the pizza. And this kid left over half. And I want another one. And now, I haven't yet eaten it, but I see I'm about to. And I already made a mizonos. So I, ha- I made a mizonos on one piece, and now I'm about to eat a second. So not after the fa- If after the fact you realize that you just had so much, then it's clear. What do I need to do? I need a bench. But what if I'm halfway through, I ate one slice, I made a mizonos, and now I order a second slice. Do I need to wash and make a hamotzi on the single second slice that I'm about to eat? Or do I just eat it because I already made one mazonis, but I do need to bench? But that's a separate question. We'll put that on the table as well for another discussion as to, uh, to hold off on to. But what we, let's at least clarify what we have seen so far. So if you're only planning on eating a little bit, you make a mazonis. If you end up eating a lot, then you have to bench. Uh, last, second to last line by the period of the second line what if you ate an amount that is not considered an amount that people establish a meal on let's just go with our example of one piece let's say one slice is not considered that's considered a, slack, a snack for most uh, adult men so you had a single slice and then you're like oh, I'm stuffed I can't eat anymore so your buddies are ribbing you, one slice. You're like, yeah, I had one slice, I'm stuffed. What, what bracha achrona do you make? I ate one slice, I made a mizonos, because I was planning on it being a snack. In the end, I'm totally full. But everyone's like, one slice, that's like a joke. But you're like, I know, but I'm full. So do I bench if I'm personally 
satiated with the one slice. So says the tour, no. Says the Torah, if you ate the shi'or, she'acherim ain koivin alav, if you ate the shi'or that others do not establish, afal pishu even though you want to establish that as a meal, einim evarach hamotzi v'gimel brachos, debatla daito eitzol kol adam. Your particular approach is nullified in the presence of everybody else. So even if you sit down for one slice in advance and you say, I'm only having one slice, it fills me up. We would still say to you, Two is what's considered a normal meal. One is considered a snack. And even if for you it's going to be your full meal, and you set the table, and you bring out a fork and knife, and you sit down, for one slice you still are not going to wash. Because one slice is intrinsically not, again, I'm assuming, taking it for granted that one is not and two is. So even if you personally, we don't care about your personal preferences. We base it on what is the standard out there. What's that? So that, that's going to go into our more detailed discussion of when we establish um, norms, do we distinguish, a good question, we norms between men and norms between women. Maybe there should be a different amount of like, what's butla diet that we say? You're, you're, we don't care about your, we care about the general thing. So we should make distinctions then, we should make distinctions then between them. Oh, so you're doing the opposite case. In other words, I washed because I bought two, so I made a hamotzi, and then I eat one, and I'm like, I'm not good. So what's the question? Do I make an alamichta? Do I make a benchy? What do you guys think? I made a hamotzi because I had two slices in front of me, and I'm planning on eating both. I eat one, and either I don't feel well, I don't like it, the pizza's no good, somebody else eats it because whatever. I only have one slice now, which everybody would agree is not enough to bench on. Kazayas of a bread is enough. What did I eat a kazayas of? Pizza. Pizza. Pizza's pasta bikisnin. Right? Right? I only I so I, I think in that case I would I would have to make an alamikha. I only bench if I ate the amount that others are establishing a meal on, which means you did the right thing by washing and making a hamotzi, because you intended on eating both. You didn't end up eating both. This, again, is the same thing as somebody mentioned earlier. If you sit down to a bread meal, and so you wash, and you have a bite of bread, and you're like, I'm on a diet, I only want to have a bite. Or I don't like this bread. And you don't eat a kazayas. You never eat a full kazayas. Are you supposed to bench or not? You do not bench, even though you washed, you made a hamotzi, you do not bench. You have to eat a kazayas in order to be able to bench. So this would be a similar case of, I washed because I was planning on having two slices, which is the equivalent of real bread. Two slices of pizza is the equivalent of real bread, but I didn't eat enough. I only had one slice. I would not bench. Is the hamotzi No, because you, you, you ate. You made the right bracha on bread. You just didn't, just like if, if, like if I'm not going to make a brain of fushers on this because I don't, I, I don't drink enough in the mind. Same thing, I just didn't eat enough bread to bench. I didn't eat the shear, but I, I made a, I ate. As soon as you eat, you have to make a bracha. What's a bracha on bread? Samotzi. Okay, last thing for tonight. The third opinion. So, so far we have the Rambam. According to the Rambam, what's pasa baba kisnin? It's a cake that the dough was made with Sugar, spices, nuts, whatever it was. According to the tour, it was not, we're not talking about cake. We're talking about a food that has pockets filled with filling. So it's regular bread, regular bread dough that's filled with sugary stuff on the inside. 
our pie, for example, today is a combination of both. Right? Modern day pie, the dough of the pie is, like what the Rambam would say, it's filled with all sorts of sugar on its own, and we fill it with, uh, with spice. But the Torah is talking about a bread dough that's filled with sugary insides. A pie, uh, pie, yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking of those like a Betty, what are those? Like, when I was growing up as a kid, they would make those, those um, pastries that they would be filled with a cherry filling inside. Well, whatever they were called, like pop tart, but there was something else, there was even something different. They were hard, I mean, like the most, tra- yes, things like that, you know, like, but, but again, in our modern world, the cake part is not regular bread with a filling. We're, we're it's a cake with filling. It's like, it's got, it's got all those, all those components. Yeah, so it's a separate question because that's, that's a separate discussion because it is real bread that was then added to another dish. Meaning you made it as bread and then you recooked it into something else. That so still takes on the status of bread, like French stuff. That's still bread. Here is the, in the baking process, did it ever become bread? When I took the dough, if I, if I made a filling or I made the sugar, when, when I bake it, did it become bread? That's a question of I have bread and now I repurpose the bread. Croutons, um, all, there are a lot of products in today's world where we take bread and then repurpose it. And that is, and that's the next thing. The mandel brothers are next in the Beis Yosef. The, the last opinion quoted in number seven is from the Aruch. The Beis Yosef quotes the opinion of the Aruch, who says in the name of Rabbeinu Haigon that pasababikisnin is kachin, um, which is a pas, whether it's spiced or not spiced, which is made like kachin yevation ukosisin or some dry, hard, cracker-like bread that you would chew on it. And you would eat just a little bit of it. Um, sort of like matzah, really, this is an example of our, what we would call crackers and mandel bread and melba toast. All of those things, like think about a cracker for a moment. What's the difference between a cracker and bread? The cracker is just hard and flat. But it's the same ingredients as bread. Melba toast. Melba toast is mamish bread. <laughs> Right? It, it's like, you know, we would, you'd pull it out of the cabinet and think to make a mazonas on it. Why is melba toast not bread? It looks like bread. It looks like bread. It is bread. So the Aruch says the reason why it's not bread is because when you bake something hard and thin and you eat it as a snack and a little bit at a time, that's not bread. Pretzels. Why is a pretzel not a hamotzi? What's a pretzel made out of? Yeah, so, so melba toast is probably a bad example because that's probably for sure you have to make a hamotzi on because they bake it as a bread. That's like the other examples we were just talking about. Melba toast is really a, hol- is a bracha nightmare. But a, a regular cracker that is uh, tamtam crackers, right? What, why is tamtam cracker not a bread? It's made out of flour and water. It's just baked hard and, and thin. Um, a super pretzel is bread. And right, so pretzel. So what's the difference between a super pretzel and a hard pretzel? Hard. So, so does that matter if it's made out of flour and water? So this third opinion says yes. that is what's called pasta barbecue. When you made, instead of a bread, you made it hard. That, you change it into a cracker. Now what's fascinating about these three opinions is each one 
this is its own discussion, like what would the Rambam say about a pretzel? The Rambam who says the definition of bread, pasavavakisnin, is when you added a lot of sugar. What would the Rambam say about a pretzel? He would say it's bread, right? And it's because what made, according to the Rambam, something not bread? When you added sugar to the dough, you made it into cake. But a pretzel, according to the Rambam, is bread. You have to wash and bench on pretzels. And according to this third opinion of the Aruch, that it's something that's hard like a pretzel, what would he say about our modern-day cake? Bread. He'd say it's bread. It's fluffy. You could, you know, cut it with a spoon. Okay, you put extra sugar in, but it's basically flour and water. So you have three opinions as to what's considered the non-bread food and what's considered regular bread food. If you eat, if you sit down, sit down to eat enough of it, you would, it would create it into... I think you best pass this around, we'll finish up with this. What about cheese? Cheese, we got a lot to discuss. We got a lot to discuss. Tonight is setting the table... Uh-huh, can't pun intended. Until, like, the next few weeks. What's that? Yeah. Can't eat. Really pretty much. Pretty much. Can't eat. What's raisin bread? Right? Raisin bread. Yeah, yeah. We got to get to this. We got to get to. I was at a meal recently, and uh, I was sitting with Svardim, and they would not make a hamotzi on the challah um, today's modern day challah, as we mentioned, is no longer made purely out of flour and water. We put a lot of sugar in it. So if you hold, if you hold that the definition of cake is adding sugar to, to dough, then, and you make your own bread pure flour and water, then if you go out for someone else's meal, you don't want to eat their bread because you, that's not a mozi, that's a... So we're going to see the practical applications as to who holds what um, in, a, uh, in a moment. So let's just summarize what we have, because this is all just setting the table, we'll end with this. So in summary, we have the Gemara introduces in three different ways. There's such a concept called Pasa Bobikisnin. What that is, is we have three definitions, which the Shulchan Aruch is going to quote all three. Either it is dough that's with a ton of other items into the dough, sugar, spices, nuts into the dough, or it's a bread that has pockets of filling, or it's a hard, crunchy, cracker, pretzel-type food. Those are the three different definitions. In that kind of definition, even though the main ingredient looks like bread, it's flour and water, because it has either the sugar, or it's hard and flat, or it's got a pocket of filling, it's downgraded as now a dessert-type food no longer bread. It's a dessert-type food. As a dessert-type food, it gets a mizonos. But if you sit down to eat enough of it that would establish a meal, then you have to wash. And if you did, in the end, eat enough of it that others would establish a meal, you have to bench. Even though we define it as a dessert-type food. It's either a cake or it's got all these other items, all these other foods on them, which is, by the way, why pizza is in a class unto itself more than Oreo cookies. Even though everybody knows pizza is this wishy-washy food of do I wash, do I make a Mizonos, have you ever seen anyone wash on a piece of cake or Oreos, no matter how much they eat? No. Never seen it. Why, why does everybody know pizza? But so part of that's going to be because the additional items in pizza, what are the additional items that are added to the flour and water? Cheese and sauce. 
Those are not dessert-type foods. So that pizza is really in a class unto itself of, it is like bread, not really like bread, but the foods that have been added are not quite the sugar and nuts of what makes a dessert-type food. So pizza we're going to have to deal with. American pizza. In Italy, it's real bread. So Italy, like... And so we'll have a, what about also, have you ever been at someone's house on Shabbos? They, they serve, not just on Shabbos, they serve like a meat pizza. Yeah, in which you take like a dough, right, and you put meat on top. So during a Shabbos meal, it's fine, you already washed to begin the meal. But what if it's leftovers now Sunday night, and you have this meat pizza, you have this dough, right, and you, you put on, on the meat. So is that bread, or is that not bread? All of this is going to enter it, but our main topic is what was added were sugary items. We're going to see the Shulchan Aruch is going to quote all three. If you establish a meal out of it, you have to wash and bench. And we're going to see how this will play off into the meat, into the fillings, all of all the other things. Dessert meaning what? It's made out of So if you see the little uh, cartoon that you have just to, to make, it, uh, make it real... So uh, the, the little girl there is uh, speaking to her brother who has a huge uh, bowl of uh, noodles, spaghetti. Right? She says, they planning to make uh, need a sweater, sweater out of all that spaghetti, why is she? You didn't leave anything over. So he says, no, nope, Isamawedu is uh, developing a six-pack. He and Ezra, they're starting their bodybuilding challenge. He wants to get as much protein as he can get. So she says, well, unless you're willing to wash and bench, you better put some of that back because that's definitely enough to be Kobea Suda. All that food, that's enough of a meal. He's like, what are you talking about? Washing on pasta? She's like, what? Don't you know the sugi of pasta babakisnin? See, he says, no, nah, you're getting confused. Pasta babakisnin are only things like cakes and crackers. But you never wash on pasta, because that's its own called the tapshil mizonos. It's not in the bread family. It doesn't look like bread. It's cooked. It's not baked like bread. So even though it's also flour and water based, but a pasta is in its own category. That's not at all our topic of conversation. So she says, okay, fine, but if it's not really the protein family either, right? It's not in the bread family, it's not in the protein family. Anyway, you could just, as you see on the bottom, you'll see the, uh, the, the summary of uh, what we covered, and we'll take a look at the Shulchan Aruch. Next week, Mir Hashem is going to quote all three opinions, and then we're going to start getting into the Halakha Lamaisa of how do I figure out if I've eaten enough? I'll leave you with one last question. What if I have a little bit of cake, but I have a lot of other foods also. When we talk about being kovea suuda, is it only the amount of food of the cake itself, or is it the entirety of the meal? Let's say I have one slice of pizza, and I have french fries, and a salad, and something else. Is that, does that make it into a meal, even though I only have one slice of pizza? What do I consider in figuring out my meal? We'll meet Mir Sashem next week.